This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 26th of January. There is an ancient Chinese curse that goes something like, May you live in interesting times. I think that we would all agree that the news these days is never dull, whether it be our national news involving monarchy and government, global news involving world leaders, or controversies within the church. If you were to ask anyone involved in the world of politics, government or religion about what they thought of any given problem they face, they might well respond that this is indeed the biggest crisis we've faced since the last one. So many Voices compete for our attention nowadays. We often feel totally bemused. We wonder who is telling us the truth, whose propaganda or whose messages to be believed. When Jesus walked the shores of the Sea of Galilee, he got the attention of his apostles by simply saying, follow me. And at once they left everything and followed him. Now you have to be very convincing for someone to do that. And by the end, they were so utterly convinced of the truth of his new and radical teaching that they gave their lives for him. There are lots of people in history and in the world today who are prepared to sacrifice their lives for a cause that they believe is right, but not all of these are true or right causes as we know. And in the course of history, there have been any number of charismatic leaders who have been able to convince others to follow them by the power of their message or the draw of their personality, taking their followers often to extremes. Many such people have and are still prepared to give their lives for causes that are unjust, violent and dark. What the word of Jesus does and what the Christian message does is show us how to move mankind from the darkness of falsehood into the light of truth. World leaders come and go, but the word of God lasts forever. When our Lord called his first apostles, he didn't say, come and follow my teaching, or I've got a great plan for the world, or I'm going to radicalise you. What he said was, follow me, and I will make you into fishes of men. So there must have been something extraordinarily attractive and beautiful about the very person of Jesus that made them want to down tools, down their nets, and go after him in the way they did. It's what the saints call falling in love with God, and it's what the saints did perfectly. It's what every generation of faithful Christian has tried to do, and it's what we are called to do, to fall in love with God in the person of Jesus Christ. And the cost of following Jesus, the cost of discipleship, is the same at any time, or at least it should be. It's a cost which asks for nothing less than everything. I sometimes muse that, although perhaps at the moment we're not directly threatened by the persecution that our ancestors suffered in the 16th and 17th centuries in England, but will we know the strength of our faith or our conviction when the demands seem so comparatively low for us? The sobering thought is, maybe not.
One reason why the Church loves to keep alive the memory of our saint martyrs is precisely to remind us about the cost of discipleship and how we come to be here today. We list the names of the apostles, the first witnesses to that truth in the Eucharistic prayer, in the Roman canon, as well as the names of the men and women martyrs of the first centuries. And we ought to love hearing those names because it's thanks to their witness that we can know and love God all these centuries later. It's like when someone has saved your life. You want to keep telling others their name and what they did for you and the debt you owe them. I ate my meals for six years, sitting beneath the boards on the wall which bore the names of former students of my college who had been martyred for our Catholic faith. It's hardly surprising that the culture of recordsancy and martyrdom is part of my DNA. We ought to be grateful, I suppose, that we don't live in parts of the world like Syria, Somalia, Sudan, Iraq and Iran, Afghanistan and North Korea, the top 10 countries where Christians are most persecuted today, and where our courage and tenacity would be severely put to the test. At least I'm grateful, as I hear of atrocities committed against our brothers and sisters in the faith, I'm thankful that God has spared me, or maybe deemed me too weak to endure such sacrifice. None of us, thank goodness, is called to experience anything like what these people have to suffer. So I can identify with the sentiments of St Thomas More, who, before his trial and execution, declared to his family, Worry not about me. This is not the stuff of which martyrs are made. But he was able to be a martyr when the time came. We do indeed live in interesting times. People are still losing their heads today, metaphorically and literally, and institutions are falling apart. The best advice might be to contemplate the modern-day equivalent of those words of St Thomas More, and which is so beloved of mug and tea towel makers. Keep calm and carry on. Better still, what I saw on someone's apron recently, keep calm and say a Hail Mary, so that she will give us the holy desire to live in the light of faith, the courage to move back into the light at those times when we find ourselves enveloped by darkness and the grace to follow Jesus at all costs. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, direct our actions according to your good pleasure, that in the name of your beloved Son, we may abound in good works through Christ our Lord. Amen.